The Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM. Destination unknown. It's 12 minutes past nine. I'm Michelle Constant and through with you till 10 o'clock. Our guest presenter is a musician. He's also a chef. He's a husband. He's much, much more as well. Who is he? He's Jay Something. Jay Something, thanks very much for joining us on the line. Hey, Mish. It's so good to be with you again. And thank you for having me. So, Paul, I have to um, ask you about the title of your new album. I'm going to start sort of at the end of the game and work my way backwards in your world. Great. We made it. Did you make sure. it? Sure. It, kind of, <laughs> it kind of feels, it, it's that type of we made it. It's that, whoo, yeah. we made it. Like, damn, who would have thought? You know, I think that, you know, being in a band is not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, being in a relationship is something that's really hard. And I think that... Um, it's taken a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hardship, a lot of pushing through, a lot of fighting for the things you love. And, and that's what We Made It kind of stands for. It's just that sigh of relief and the sense of pride that we're still around and we're still doing what we love and we're still doing it the way that we envisioned from the beginning. You talk about um, the sacrifice made. And let's look at 10 years. What are the kinds of sacrifices that one has to make in order to uh, really be an outfit like Mikasa, which is is world-renowned? I think it's the same sacrifices that anybody needs to make if they want to be uh, in a good relationship yeah. uh, with anybody. It's an element of patience. It's yeah. an element of trust. It's an element of uh, forgiveness, an element of respect. All of these type of things require you to almost sacrifice a little bit of yourself so that the other person can also be heard and also be a part. Um, and I think it's, it's probably, you know, the secret to, to a relationship. You know, it's just we all speak and, and Hollywood and the movies have really glorified the, the yeah. element of love. And, and I always say that trust for me has always been the most important thing. And I think that that's what we've had is we've, we've had trust and that trust has been birthed through um, a willingness to sacrifice for one another. So, you know, you, you raise something really interesting. I listen to you talk and I, I think those are not just the requirements for a one-on-one relationship or in your case, even furthermore, in terms of a relationship um, with two other uh, band members. But they're also the requirements of a broader social contract with, as a citizen of exactly. South Africa. So trust, the ability to make certain sacrifices. I'm wondering how that uh, stands for you, given that we are during this pandemic locked down, but that people are requested and required to behave in certain ways that may go against what they personally like. Yeah, I think that, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that life... You can't go through life thinking about yourself only. Hmm. Um, it's un- it's not, not even unfortunately. It's fortunately. It's, it's, it's not about me. It's about everybody. You know, that's what made the human species so interesting is that we actually found a way to come together and to act as a unit. You know, if you look at, if you look at uh, other species, um, you know, they've never managed to kind of come together as a, as a being. To, to, to stand united. And I think that when you, when you analyze the human uh, being, like we've really managed to come together and we need one another. We really do um, globally. Uh, and, and that's why I think that, yes, I completely agree with you. It's funny, I was just talking to the author Lauren Birkus about um, what it means to be in lockdown. And she was just talking about how tough it is and how she misses, misses the kind of human contact of things. 
Is that mm-hmm. something that you miss, um, and also the human contact when it comes to performing live, etc.? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I think that's what everybody's missing right now. I think everybody's missing that interaction, that ability to be with the people that you love, the ability to socialize. Uh, again, I say it, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's what makes us humans so unique. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to take you way back in time to, mm. um, to being seven years old and moving to South Africa. I didn't know that you... Sure. I, didn't, I like the fact that you've got a wood pigeon in the background. That's also very encouraging. <laughs> yeah, I'm outside actually, sitting in my garden, and I'm hearing it too. It's beautiful. It's actually fantastic. That's what we like about radio. Yeah. So, yeah. seven years old, and you go to Port Alfred in the Eastern Cape. Yo, now there's a place. I love Port Alfred, actually. And yeah, I didn't know right. that you little grew up piece there. Of heaven. Tell us about that little piece of heaven. Yeah, when I moved um, to South Africa, my mom and my dad um, had had been here before. Matter of fact, my dad's side of the family, um, uh, you know, is rooted in Mozambique, and uh, my, my my mother's my grandmother's side of the family, at least. And um, and and they had moved back to Portugal, and my dad actually worked in the food and beverage industry his whole life. And um, at the time, he was uh, working uh, for the group San International, and. Um, yeah. He got requested to come back to South Africa to help open up a restaurant, um, a hotel called Fish River Sun, in the Eastern Cape, and um, and that's where we moved to. Actually, before we moved to Port Alfred, we actually moved to another gem of a place called Claremont, which yes, is just Claremont. outside Port Lovely. Alfred. Yeah, yeah. And I lived there for for my young years uh, until about uh, I was eleven or twelve, and then we moved to Port Alfred. Went to school in Grahamstown. You know, ended up going to Varsity in Stellenbosch, and that was kind of my journey. So tell me a bit about that Port Alfred lifestyle, because, man, I mean, and even if you go back sure. to even smaller Claymont, I mean, those places are, they A, they minuscule, but B, they're fantastic, they're fantastic place to grow up. I mean, I'm assuming that you, you started surfing or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you say that, because I actually didn't. It was probably no. the most intimidating thing about being in that town is, is that I just didn't have a passion for it. I, I, I had a passion for music and I had a passion for sports, but yeah. not not the ocean and not skating. And that's what everybody was doing, was like skating <laughs> and surfing. And, and all the girls were on the beach. And yeah. like, it just it just wasn't for me, you know? And <laughs> and, and it, it was, yes, it's a beautiful place to grow up. You know, you, you grow up very innocent. Yeah. You, you grow up just kind of enjoying the small pleasures in life. And, and when I moved to Joburg, I, I mean, at the age of, 21, you know, that, that was a big culture shock for me. Yeah. Would you, would, is this the kind of lifestyle that you would bring your kids up with? Or, or do you say, no, nah, Joburg is um, the place for you? Look, I love Joburg. I think it's just, um, for me, I love Joburg. I love the energy. Um, yeah. It's definitely my favorite place in the world right now. Um, I just love, I love what it's done for me as a young creative, as an entrepreneur. It's really yeah. birthed something that a small town I don't believe could have birthed for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, now I've got a whole new level of appreciation for Port Alfred. I still go back there. You know, my parents are still there, and yeah. they run a little guest house, and um, and I still go back. And, and now I'm like, oh, the ocean. You know, we're, we're <laughs> back in the days. You know, yeah. you know how it is. You're yeah. like, the ocean. Yeah. I don't want to go. Yeah. You know, And now it's like, ugh, now it's really a piece of heaven. Now that you can't get down there, you really want to be yeah, there for a while. exactly. You know <laughs> how we are as humans. It's incredible. That is totally the way. You talk about coming to Joburg and um, 
I was I was intrigued to read, and I, I hadn't known this because I, I do know the Soul Candy guys and that whole um, journey. Mm. I, I had forgotten that you were a manager at the Soul Candy Studio. Now that <laughs> that really is a part of. That's a really fantastic part of um, South African musical kind of sort of late 90s history. It would late, no, more sure. than early, not even late 90s, 2000s or whatever. Tell us a bit about mm. that Soul Candy time. Sure. You know, on Friday morning when my album, when our album came out, yeah. um, I, I got the notification at like when I woke up at like five and I, I just bored into tears, you know. It was just a, a, a rush of emotion that I've never had before, um, yeah. and, a, and a huge level of anxiety as well. Um, and and the reason why I bring this up is because that morning, straight away, I called um, Sergio, yeah. who, who used to co-own Soul Candy with Aral Salco. Yeah. And uh, and I said to him, "Thank you for the day that you picked me up at the airport ten years ago, um, sure. because." It was because of that moment that I now get to this moment. So Soul Candy for me, not only is it such an integral part of, of South African music history, um, but for me, it's so much more than that. And and the, I love the title of I Manage the Studios. It sounds amazing. Like literally, <laughs> I, I was cleaning the studios and setting them up for, for the likes of Rahim Masikela, TKZ, you know, yeah. Jamali, yeah. Judith Sapuma, and these type of people. And and I remember just seeing them and being in awe of like, wow, like these are stars, you know. Yeah. And, and I would get to make tea for them and <laughs> set up the monitors how they wanted. And and yeah, I mean, I love I love the upgrade. I, I did kind of become the manager, but it was a, a, a rather large role. <laughs> well, I like I like the fact that in your CV you like you're called the manager of the Soul Candy Studios. As you say, it sounds um, wicked. It sounds terribly grown up. So you know, I mean. Well, what's what's great about it is this idea, and you mentioned, you know, becoming an entrepreneur yourself. And what I really like about it is that Soul Candy was part of that musical entrepreneurship. And it's very powerful that we keep going back to organizations and people mm. who have managed to... Um, what they call effectuate in the business world. So they, they go out, they individually go out and do things and make things happen, and not necessarily just for the organization, but for the individuals as well. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I, look, it resonates. What you're saying with me resonates so much just from a gratitude point of view. You know, I think yeah. that even even with this album, you know, what, we, what we've been doing is analyzing the lineage and the roots of Mikasa. And when you look at the roots of Mikasa, you can't but help but to go look in, in the side of Moti and to, to realize that the roots of Mikasa actually lie in Mango Groove. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Moti's dad was the lead trumpeter for Mango Groove yeah. and, and that birthed the passion for Mo to play trumpet. So I'm obsessed with analyzing history. You know, I think that history tells a beautiful story that it really cuts out all the nonsense. Um, it tells you the factual things of how things happened and it cuts away the fictional um, elements that, that I think humans have birthed. And if you just analyze things for what they are and what they've been, I think you get a much clearer perspective. So, and then for me also, what's always been important is a sense of gratitude for the people that have come before us and helped us to pave our paths. You know, I think that Soul Candy and so many others have been an integral part of my story and I know so many other people's stories. You talk about uh, the roots of an organization. In your case, it would be the roots of Mikasa. 
from you know you go from the seed to the roots to 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 the strength to the sustainability, and now we're in ten years, and it's pretty look it's looking pretty good, like it is sustainable. Who do you think has fed that journey? I mean, you mentioned the fact that Mo's father was was part of Mango Groove, and you know I didn't even realize that, and that's just brilliant. I love that. Yeah, Doctor Duda, who who else helped you make it so that you made it? The first thing that I can think of is the people that actually lent us their hearts and their ears. You know, yeah. I, it's a, it's a it's a great gift to be given. You know, somebody's attention. Yeah. It's a, especially as a musician. You know, we we I always say this, and people don't actually realize that our business is creating a product that is three minutes long that can hopefully captivate you for a couple of months so that we can tour. Yeah. That is the basic business of a musician, and. And you're fighting against millions of other three-minute products that are out there that are trying to do the exact same thing for another audience. So it's an extremely hard business to be in. Um, So when I think about we made it and who to pay tribute to, I have to pay tribute to the people that bought the albums, that went to the shows, that cheered us on online, that listened to interviews, that did interviews. Um, You know, all these people that helped us to put our things out there so that we could capture people's attention. That is the gold. And that's why we've said since day one, and we'll never stop saying it, we're nothing without people. Sure. I love it. I mean, I love this idea that your your product is a three-minute product that has to last for months and months and months. I mean, oh, short time longer, you know. Yeah. Timeless music is what we're after. And when you listen to the first album of Mikasa, which was oh. recorded 10 years ago, yeah. when you listen to These Streets, La Vida, Heavenly Sense, I mean, that's timeless. You know, that will go down in the history books. And I can never, I can never think of a greater gift as a musician. When I, when I analyze people that have really inspired me, Ray Piri, Brahim Masikela, Oliver Mtukudzi, Ladysmith, Black Mambazo, um, you know, these yeah. type of people, they, 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 what, what really blows me away about them, Brenda Fassi, Miriam Makeba, like these type of people, they inspire me because their music has outlasted their physical presence here. Yeah, you know. And that, that is an incredible, incredible achievement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've kind of made it when people start to play your song as their first wedding song, you know. Oh, man, I tell you. <laughs> or when you get asked to go and perform that song at their wedding day. Yeah. Now, that's even more overwhelming. It's like, oh, oh. It's fantastic. I love incredible. it. It's a gift. You've, you've gifted us with a, another artist as a choice song, Jordan Rakai, Wildfire. Why? I think Jordan McKay is a new age soul um, musician that I really fell in love with, not only for his vocal capability, but yeah. his musicality and then also his his lyric capability. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal songwriter that leaves so much ambiguity in his songs that allows you to wonder. And I think that that's what makes a really good song is when you can actually write a song that can be applicable to a lot of people in many different ways. You know, it's it's like how I tell like some people read a Bible verse and they they interpret it in a million different ways. Mm. I think that that's what makes a great song is a song that can like speak to people. And and for me, he's one of the the greatest writers at the moment of our time, in my opinion. Um, And and as, as far as the musician go, I mean, the guy plays keys and guitars like a beast and he's able to do everything on his own and that's inspiring let's listen to him and i want to know amy jones that's vocals for you on the line we have our guest presenter jay something jay thanks so much for joining us thanks for having me guys how lovely is it to hear that track huh 
Yeah, it's amazing. That's the future of South African music right there. That's uh, uh, absolutely JM, two young, talented brother producer duo from Port Elizabeth, and Amy Jones, an incredible young singer-songwriter from Cape Town. Man, I mean, I listen to that and I'm like, that's just world class. That's right there. Right? Boom. Yeah, absolutely right. exquisite. So you've asked as your guests, uh, Ruwain and Waven from JM, you want them uh, to be your guests on the line. Tell us a little bit about them, how you got to uh, uh, get to know them and uh, why they're on the line now. On Friday, when I got the notification, and then I waited for them to wake up because these boys actually live with me. Um, and and I wanted to just give them the biggest hug because uh, two years ago, they entered a remix competition of Mikasa uh, for a right. song called Nana, and they won yeah. the remix competition. Um, but more than that, I fell in love with their heart and their capability, and I, I made the decision together with my wife to, to try and bring them up to Joburg so that I could mentor them, and I brought them into my house, and they've been living with me ever since. And I've been trying to just, you know, teach them the ropes. And, and I just think that as far as producers go and, and having an ear for music, they are incredible. And, and I, I couldn't have thought of a better guest to have than them. <laughs> Ruwain, we've got you on the line right now. How's it? Hi, Ruwain. Looks like they are missing in we, action. They're you know missing what? in action. But they are missing in action. But you know what, what helps? Yeah. is that these guys actually live in my house. <laughs> okay, so, so... Everybody's living in your house. You've got Moti. <laughs> he's with you as well. This is just one big happy family. Right? Yeah. I think that, um, that yeah, they've been such a blessing. But anyway, here they are. I just pulled them out of the studio. So here they uh, are. Ruwain and Waven, you're there. Hi. <laughs> So, okay, so I want to know, like, take you back a couple of years to that, uh, the remix competition, and then, and that vibe of, like, suddenly realizing, my gosh, you've just, you've just, you've just, you've just rocked it with one of the biggest bands in the country. How did you feel? Um, we still don't know how to feel. It still feels so much to take in. <laughs> and um, even as trying to realize, and like, what's happening? Is this all happening? Is it, like, true? Because to us, it still feels unreal. It's totally fantastic. And look at what you've come up with, eh? <laughs> okay, we've lost, a, we've lost another line. It seems like, you see, what should have happened is you should have all been in the studio here together, but you know what? Yeah, no, listen, we are all together. All, all that happened is I just switched off the other phone so that there's no confusion, but we're so, all here. Okay, so I have to ask you, what are you all doing together in the same house? Isn't this a lockdown? Well, yes. I mean, we, like I mentioned two years ago, <laughs> I moved them up from Port Elizabeth to Johannesburg yeah. um, to, to, to kind of uh, try and, and mentor them and teach them the ropes and, and try yeah. and get them the exposure that I believe they need. So we've been living together prior to lockdown. So we're just a big, happy family. It's, it's, yeah, that's so why we're together. I want to just ask you about like working together, the process of being together. Um, you mentioned it, um, Jay, uh, a lot earlier, the idea of trust and engagement. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about saying, okay, we're going to go into the studio and make a freaking awesome song like we've just heard. But it's about saying, I trust you. I trust your choices. I even trust some of the business choices that you may decide to make. Um, uh, Waven, I, I know that you're on the line as well. How, how easy was that for you? Um, at the beginning... I, I'm not going to lie, it was like, 
we were both, how can you say, scared, not scared, but yeah. intimidating, yes, because two brothers from PE now producing music, being taken under the wings of one of the greatest musicians in South Africa. Yeah. And we were like nervous every time we would like just lay a kick and we'd be like, is that <laughs> kick fine? So, <laughs> so it was, it was really a, a cool process and uh, the journey so far has been beautiful. It does talk to the importance of mentorship. I mean, we talk about mentorship in the private sector and the business world all the time. This is a, mm. the exact same form of it. Has, has it been successful for you? Have you felt like you've changed certain ways of the way you live, the way you do things? Most definitely. definitely. Yeah. We learned so much in two years' time. We've done so much that we couldn't even imagine we'd achieve. So yeah. we definitely are learning and still is learning from Jay something and everyone that's surrounding us. And we highly blessed. Oh, you're very lucky. Ruane, tell us a little bit about Amy Jones. Amy Jones, so we met her at one of Jay's parties he had in Cape Town, his Jinjin parties. Yeah. And she just came over to us and she's like, she, she liked our music and we should link up in studio. And then one day she flew up to Johannesburg and then we linked up and we ended up making about four songs and then we weren't feeling it. And then huh. on the 2 a.m. the morning, that song I Want to Know came about. So it was, it just happened, you know, and shout out to Amy Jones. She's a big shout out to her. I mean, that song yeah, is, is really beautiful. It's really fantastic. Thank you so much. Man. I mean, it is a song, though, that makes me want to go into a club, which, of course, at this, <laughs> at this point of time, it's not going to really happen, which is kind of tragic, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I encourage you to turn your house into a club. <laughs> turn the music up and, uh, yeah. Turn the Thanks music the up. So, Jay, um, your, your, your second or rather third guest is someone that needs very little introduction. You were talking about him earlier. Um, Moti from Mikasa. He's also hanging out with you, Moti. Is he on the line at the moment as well? Um, I, I think that, that's a question you've got to ask your team. I think, I hope that he's on the line. Okay, <laughs> he's we, not on the line with me, but I, I mean... We, we've got him on the line. You know, I never know because you could be in a big house uh, in yes. the studio and all of you are on the same... <laughs> On the same line in the studio, so who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm, yes. I'm wondering who else you can pull out of your pocket as well from your house. From my house. I mean, I mean, I can put my kids on the line. I can put my little sister on the line. <laughs> my wife, you know. <laughs> your pick. That's a full house. It's, it's a full house for sure. Uh, Moti, we've got you on the line right now. You're part of this very big family at the moment. Lovely to hear from you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Okay, so, Mister, I want to ask you about uh, the launch of this album. We've just been talking about it earlier um, with Jay yes. something. Um, it is. You finally made it. You did make it. How do you feel about it right now? I mean, I just heard from Jay that you were, like, that he was so relieved and sort of like on Friday morning. How did you feel? Yeah, like, you know, it's like I can't even describe the feeling, you know, because, I mean, just seeing that, you know, that we've made it as a band through, through the good times and the bad times, you know, and that um, we're still loved by the people, you know, that's a big thing for us, you know, that yeah. people still, um, you know, they still like jam into our music, you know, that's, that's a huge thing for us because we love what we do, you know, and just, you know, um, you can agree with me on this one that as SA bands, um, like that, you know, like most of them um, can't stay together. Yeah, that's the truth. Some of them, you know. So they always struggle to stay together. And yeah, so for the fact that 
we're still breathing and that Nikasa has made it to the 10-year mark. Um, that's a huge thing for me and the gents, you know, like for, like for myself, for Dr. Duda and Jay Sunday. It is something, you know, and you, you na- you've nailed it right there. So if I think of like going back a good decade or even maybe, I hate to say it, two decades of music yes. and, and interviewing for myself, for interviewing musicians. I'm so used to interviewing bands who are like, yeah, this is us. And when you say, well, what's the, what does the future look like for you? Um, give us a few of the scenarios. It seems the only scenario that ever comes up is the scenario of we're going to make it really, really big and we're going to make it really, really great, which is, I suppose, a confidence you have to have. But at the same yes. time, as you say, it's not that freaking easy to stick it out together over a decade when, you know, you've got different desires and needs and, and wants, etc. Definitely. No, definitely. And, like, that's in the beauty of Nikasa because, you know, um, we've studied one another, you know. We know mm-hmm. what each member likes, what the other member doesn't like, you know. But we know where the members fit in, where, where the, like, the others don't fit in, you know. Sometimes... Um, you know, Jay can, like, mention something and say, well, you're just in doing this. I'm like, no, man, you know, this is more for you, bro, you know? And, like, yeah, we just, we've we become, like, more than just just um, a bandmate, you know? We, mm. We're a family. Yeah. We're brothers, you Does know? Does he cook for you? And I think... Does he cook for you? Definitely, 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 yeah. No, he, he knows that, like, uh, the favorite or the best thing that he's ever made for me is oxtail, you know? He makes the best oxtail ever, like, the best. Like the best, and like he, anything that he touches, man. Like in the kitchen, you know. Um, yeah, it, it really tastes good. He knows that the way to you is through your stomach. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even on tour, man, it's the best thing ever because he's like my food partner. You know, I, I think I spend all the money I make on eating food around wherever we go. <laughs> it's like you always go to such a, like a, a really because I research everywhere that we go to, and I always want to try out restaurants. And he's always he's always yeah, up for it. You he's know? up for it. So many interesting things. You know, it is. A, That's true. It's it's kind of interesting that you are like I mean that that all of these things in many ways. As I listen to to what you're saying, Jez, I listen to you talking about this household that is filled with people. Um, we're talking about food. Um, we're talking about music. All of these are things that talk to the concept of nurturing. And I, I wonder yes. if this is something that's very important for you. I even I even want to take it a step further, Mission, and 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 really um, est- or, or establish that statement. It, what it is really deeply rooted in for us is the name that we chose for our yeah, band. Mikasa, of course. Mikasa. Stands, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's Yeah, I mean, it's a Latin, I mean, Spanish term for my house is your house. Mikasa yeah. es su casa. So when we started the band, we really wanted to make a name that encompassed everybody and that made everybody feel a part of it and welcome. Yeah. So, yes, that is, that is like, it's, it's our genes. You know, that's what we believe in more than anything. We're going to go to a break. When we come out, uh, we are going to play uh, one of the tracks from the new album and uh, hang out for that.